2: Tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
1: Now the British Prime Minister Theresa May says her cabinet acted in the national interest by giving its support to a draft Brexit agreement but the decision wasn't unanimous with the 585 page document causing some impassionate debate among ministers. The next step includes a summit in Brussels which is due at the end of the month where EU leaders will be asked to approve it and of course the all important vote in the House of Commons Theresa May says she knows there will be rough days to come. To get the re- reaction of the Irish government I'm joined by the Minister for Agriculture, Michael Creed. Uh, Good morning to you, Minister Creed. Good
2: morning, Uh,
1: And and you're welcome. It's been hailed as a soft Brexit. From an Irish point of view, is this a good deal for this country?
2: Yes, I think it is uh, a deal that meets all of our concerns that were flagged uh, very early on in the debate. But it is not the end of the process. And I think that's really important to remember. The UK is leaving and what this is This uh, withdrawal agreement is the first part of that process. It's the safety net in the event that we do not manage to negotiate during the transition period, which commences the transition period at the end of March 2019 and runs until the end of December 2020. That safety net, that withdrawal agreement, uh, will kick in unless and until in that intervening transition period, we failed to negotiate the future trading relationship. So our concerns in the context of those negotiations around the withdrawal agreement were what were articulated last December. They were around the Good Friday Agreement. They were around protecting the common travel area that we have enjoyed with the UK since the foundation of the state. They were about protecting the Irish economic interests, about maintaining our position at the heart of Europe, albeit closely aligned to the UK for several hundred years in a shared history, we see ourselves remaining at the heart of Europe. And I think in the context of those concerns, what was negotiated in difficult circumstances and during which and through which we got remarkable solidarity from the European Union meets all of our primary concerns.
1: Because it's fair to say, I mean, there's no such thing as a good Brexit. And I even saw the International Monetary Fund saying a no-deal Brexit would hurt growth prospects in Ireland more than any other country.
2: Undoubtedly true. I mean, we will be now focused on the future trading relationship. And from an, as an agriculture minister with responsibility for the food industry and the fisheries sector... Um, with 40% of our exports going to the UK in that space, uh, that's critical that we have as close as possible a trading relationship. But bear in mind, as the UK has a stated intention of leaving the customs union and leaving the single market, that future trading relationship cannot be as good as the relationship that we currently have. So, yes, I mean, it is in many respects a damage limitation exercise. We have fundamental objectives about protecting the Good Friday Agreement, uh, the peace process, the no hard border, which is critical to all that, the common travel area. But in terms of our economic interests, uh, the closest possible trading relationship to be negotiated during the transition period will not regrettably be as good as the relationship that we have with the UK when the UK is a member of the European Union.
1: Yeah, and I, by the time I came in here, there have been three resignations uh, coming out from uh, London, including the UK Brexit secretary. I mean, this is very much not a, do, a done deal. Have you any confidence that Theresa May will get this through Parliament?
2: Well, I. I being honest, Patricia, and I think the number is at four now. In fact, is it? I'm literally watching the ticker tape on, on 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 BBC as Theresa May is on her feet in the House of Commons at the moment. And I think we have four uh, cabinet resignations. We really need to remain focused on the issues that are within our control. We negotiated through the European Union with the sovereign government of the United Kingdom. We engaged as an Irish government in conversations, obviously, with the UK. I did with my counterparts in the UK. At one stage, it was Andrea Leadsom. More recently, it has been Michael Gove. Uh, but the negotiations are prosecuted for us in the detail by Michel Barnier engaged with the UK negotiators. Ali Robbins would be their lead negotiator. Um, we really can't control what happens now in the House of Commons. It's It's a great... You know, for those who are interested in 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 the Machiavellian nature of politics, it's it's a fascinating watch. But we have to remain focused on the things that we can control ourselves. Um, you know, we we welcome the fact that, that yesterday the cabinet approved it in the United Kingdom. We're conscious, you know, the next step is the formal uh, heads of state meeting. To approve it, and then it goes to respective individual parliaments, and that's expected here in the Dáil uh, after that uh, heads of state meeting in the 25th of November, and subsequently also in uh, to that meeting in the House of Commons uh, for approval. I don't really know. I obviously, uh, you know, follow with some interest the the mathematics of the House of Commons, but that's really an issue for them. We need to ma- remain really focused on what our strategic interests are um, and and you know I, I I obviously you know watch with interest the the detail of what's happening in the UK but it's something we have no
1: control over. Yeah, I can see some people that are are texting in about is there a possibility that there will be a second referendum in, in England and I, I listened with interest to Tony Blair uh, last night who I felt gave a very measured reaction uh, in in a speech in, in London where he was citing a second rec- referendum and he was saying like it's Brexit in name but tied still to Europe in reality. He said, that, you know, there will be disappointment on both sides. He said whatever the people voted for, they didn't vote for this and went on then to say Say that it should be put back uh, to to the people. Are, are you getting any sense that that would happen?
2: Well, I, I and I I can understand the public interest in this, but I I equally know that kind of external interference and commentary, uh, particularly by political players outside of the UK, is not really welcome or appropriate in a very fraught political. Uh, context that the UK uh, is in now and that the Westminster is in. So I've heard all of that debate about, you know, uh, a people's vote, a vote on uh, the deal or a vote on, uh, you know, going back to the principal issue of in or out. I really don't think that's something for for I or the Irish government to, to comment on. It may even be counterproductive to so do. You will have noticed yesterday there was virtual radio silence from here until some mm-hmm. time as the UK government made a decision. And that was, a, you know, a deliberate uh, endeavour to make sure that we weren't seen in any way to be attempting to influence um, or indeed to potentially jeopardise the considerations in the UK. And neither do I think commentary Uh, in the public uh, airways by me would be appropriate on on the issue of a referendum, though I know that that's something that's strongly advocated by some. Okay, while London
1: is still very much the battleground, is it possible someone in the EU could have an issue?
2: Well, I mean, of course, of course. um, I mean, there are consequences for the UK departure for all 27, though the Commission has rightly identified that none... Uh, is more exposed to the UK's departure than Ireland is and and the Irish economy is. But I mean, I've engaged bilaterally with all of my counterparts across Europe and to a greater or lesser extent, uh, they all have skin in the game, so to speak. So everybody will be poring over the 500 plus pages of this document. And let me tell you, it's pretty turgid reading um, and... You know, people jumping, I mean, uh, to conclusions about a document that, if we're to be honest, most people haven't at this stage read. And as I said, it's a complex read because it keeps referencing to annexes and to EU directives. Mm. You know... It certainly isn't
1: light reading, that's for sure.
2: It's not on the bedside locker, anyway. (laughs) Um, You know, like, I, I think what people need now is calm and reflection and detailed consideration. I think it's a good agreement as it relates uh, to the objectives we set ourselves. But I'm very conscious of the fact that in terms of our economic interest, having nailed down the commitments here on the hard border, et cetera, um, not re-emerging on the peace process, really the next phase is the critical one in terms of the future trading relationship.
1: Okay, well, we it's it's over to Theresa May has she uh, she's may have won the battle but she's got the war now uh, to try to win. Okay, we leave it there. Uh, Michael, thank you for that.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.